KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. So I went to Best Buy last night after, um, you know, having some some food with the lady or watching her eat. I actually wasn't even hungry. But you you actually uh, continued to willingly patronize that establishment. I see. Um, they have yet to completely screw me. Okay. Like well, at, at this can... point, they're the big box retailer that that you know, as an indie dude, you want to avoid. But fair, fair enough. Proceed until you. Find yourself completely screwed. They're they're not like the a holes of GameStop. They're not Walmart that's ruining the world. They're not Target that totally screwed me with the Xbox 360. Um, and they're not Fry's who try to sell you a bunch of crap that you don't need. Although I still feel good about Fry's. Um, yeah, I, I so, like I rather like the Fry's. So Best Buy, like Amazon, is is my preferred choice. But if if you want it right now, um, and I was just like, oh, we should go, we should go get that. You don't know Jack game. Um, because apparently it was released. Nobody told me. I remember talking about it when I heard that it's supposed to work with the Kinect. Although there's there's no, I don't see any explanation anywhere that it actually works with the Kinect. You, you need to explain but, to me uh, what's so intriguing about this game. It's awesome. That's it. That's all all that matters. Or why you're so obsessed with it, I should say. Because it's just a fun game. It must feature some manner of personal transportation device. No. <laughs> No. Because otherwise I cannot fathom your interest in it. I do have a bit of a love affair with personal transportation devices, but um, yeah, this is it's just a fun game. You can now play with four players, apparently. Still haven't even played it. I checked today if there was a demo available. No demo available. Although Xbox Live's getting a little bit crazy with games on demand. Did, did you see that they released Modern Warfare 2 for a full 60 bucks? Um, no, but okay. Like I guess as of today. like I noticed it, and then I actually yeah. read about it on the web after having seen it in the real life. Um, yeah, you can get it for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Straight well, to your console, just download 7 gigs. I suppose every single person who would have bought the game in a retail channel has already, and so this is just the only avenue left for them to, to sell through. Yeah, I just it doesn't make sense to me, though. Like, Why? Think of... Well, first of all, you could straight up get it cheaper by going to a store. Right. it's but, not $60 anymore if, you know, there's probably some... Right, but it's, it's a new avenue of distribution. Yeah, I mean, I get that. However redundant, maybe. But for the intelligent user, it's like you could get it cheaper by buying it used or yeah. by buying a copy at some store that's unloading them, yeah. uh, buying it off your buddy, Craigslist. Not Th- to mention, even if you bought it new for the full 60 bucks, yeah. uh, you would have to, or you would have the option to resell it later. This is just the, this is just for rich people who don't want to leave their house. Yeah, I suppose it's it's more or less a convenience fee if you don't want to get your butt off the couch to actually drive to a store and buy it and you know yeah. this is for the i refuse to leave my house you know demographic. what you know where there's actually a, a better Steam? reason for getting it no, no the better reason for getting it not to avoid having to go to the store and actually buy it to to avoid the massive amount of of a uh, volume that the, no, the physical me, product let me explain what up. it does the the games on demand allows you to not have the disc in the tray right yeah. which means this allows you not to just avoid... Okay, total hard drive. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, total hard drive. It, it allows you to not just avoid going to the store one time for the game. Yeah. It allows you to avoid getting up out of your seat infinitely oh. when you want to change the game. So really, it's more valuable than that save time to the store. It's all about not having to get up, period. 
as as I said, a very small new demographic. Yeah. Now, if only they could sell something that would let you go to the bathroom on your couch. Yeah, that that does happen, <gasps> I think. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you remodel your house with a toilet right in the middle of the living room? That was somebody else's house. Okay. That was not my house. No, um, I'm not <laughs> sure if anybody noticed, but... Uh, I have a steering wheel in the middle of my living room, not a toilet. That's true. Uh, but <laughs> Soon to be an entire chest. There was an update to to the Xbox recently, Xbox 360 recently, that just like brought back the uh, playing playing the game from the tray, like autoplay through the tray or something. Really? I didn't... Being able to turn off autoplay from the tray, uh, something like that. And so there was a very small patch or update that happened recently that did that and um, also screwed people who were pirating, like, Medal of Honor. Uh, Well, I'm all for that. Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2, I meant. And then Black Ops, I think. If you were, like, pirating or messing around with that game, it stopped that and also fixed the, the autoplay feature or some feature, right? I believe it also snuck in, and I, I don't know for sure because I didn't really notice it till after the fact. I think it snuck in um, accessing your full library of games through the quick launch feature from the menu. This is something not a lot of people do, but if you're in a game, any any sort of application that you're running on the system, you know, it could be Netflix or something, but you're in some something that's not just the dashboard, and you hit the menu button, you know, your Xbox button, yeah. and you can go like to your settings area or to your achievements or whatever. You can also go to quick launch, so you can run any other game. But it used to just be like recent games. At least I'm pretty sure this is how it works. So what? Games. Normally you have to quit game and then launch. Well, a like new if game. you want to go to some game that you haven't played in a while, yeah. you have to go to the dashboard exactly and yeah. go to your full list of games. But now the quick launch, oh, you can go so laborious, whatever from from one app to to a full library of quick launch which is more important these days now, the thing is it didn't used to be important because how many games did you have on your hard drive right you had a few indie games or a few um xbox live arcade games right but now that uh the standard hard drive is so much larger and people the games on demand is becoming more popular right people might have 20 30 games on their hard drive and the full library via quick launch is a more important feature. It's, it's right. a very and, subtle, subtle and, thing that most people wouldn't notice, but I think is an interesting evolution in the system. Yeah. And since considering that getting up is quickly becoming an unacceptable mode of changing your game, uh, yeah. this is well well needed and warranted. Well, not only that, I mean, I think getting the controller isn't even necessary now with the Kinect. You can just be like, hey, Xbox, <laughs> swap game. Hey. Clap on. Hey, Clap Xbox, on. I need about 500 gamer points today. Yeah. But Get I was, to work. I was playing Doritos Crash Course today, by the way. Have you played that? No, I haven't. I heard it's decent. It actually really is. It really. I've played it before, but I went back to playing it today because I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to get up. I'm just going to play a game that's on the hard drive. You, <laughs> and I did. Were I you a fan of the, the Sneak King games from Burger King? You know, I played one of them once, but I bought like two copies of all three games. Like I went to Burger King and I just said, hey, I want all your games, like times two. Like, oh, we're only supposed to give you one per meal, but okay. And so he <laughs> sold me all of them. And, uh, you know, so I could have them. I'm not sure why. I think I wanted to resell them later. We were just talking about this. Yeah. The Mario All-Stars, I don't know if anybody, if our listeners were even aware, but, you know, the Super Mario All-Stars that came out for Super Nintendo back in the day? Yes, I've, I've enjoyed it immensely. They, they recreated this for the Wii, uh, although it doesn't include Super Mario World, which this oh, one of the, like, rip-off. the original Super Mario All-Stars yeah. didn't include Super Mario World either, but then they, they released more versions of it, and they had... Not only like Super Mario 1 and 2 and Lost Levels um, and whatever it was on there, also had Mario World. Um, anyway, now they put it on the Wii without Super Mario World, just the older ones. And apparently, it's this 25, 25th anniversary, very limited edition thing. You couldn't get it. People were having a hard time finding it. So Nintendo's like, all right, we'll re-release it. But they're only doing one reprint, and they're available on the 13th. And so I was like, 
you know. Is that, is, that the, is that the re-release? It's the, the reprint of the 25th anniversary edition, which, you know, came out and sold out very quickly. Is, is the reprint distinguishable from the original? That I don't know. Probably not. In other not. words, is the reprint just as valuable as the it original? It probably will be. Like, the, the packaging to the layman appears the same, yeah. stuff like that. And from what I've seen anyway, I, there might be some version number on the box or some something to denote that it's a reprint, but I doubt it. Because I, I don't know video games to be like uh, like books where they say, you know, what reprint it is or what batch it is or something. Right. Anyway. But for, for collectors, for any, collect- any distinguishing marks Perhaps. are but the software is probably exactly the same well sure i would bet it is so anyway uh if you're interested in that go ahead and get it you can pre-order it on amazon now i think it's only 30 bucks um but I, it's funny because it's 30 dollars on amazon or you can get it right now because they're waiting for the reprint right but you can get it right now from all those other people who sell through amazon yeah. it's twice as much right because it is hard to get so if you're a collector and you want a collector's item like this is guaranteed to be worth at least thirty dollars more than you pay for it in three years wonderful supply and demand yeah that's totally worth the appreciation rate. Oh, it is. No, I still have a copy of, uh, man, what's that that uh, shooter game that you have? Ikaruga, for... Radiant Silver Gun. Okay, so yeah, I have ra- I have Ikaruga, like Dreamcast Japanese copy in the foil. Yeah. Untouched. I don't I don't think that. But that like, one's... I'm not even gonna try and sell it anymore. Yeah. I don't. I'm not aware if Ikaruga is actually uh, valuable, but Radiant Silver Gun, like, I don't know. The last Radiant time Silver I... Gun definitely is because it wasn't yeah. released on anything else. But now yeah. that Ikaruga is on Xbox Live, yeah. I'm sure its value went down. But the GameCube version held value for quite a while because it was hard to get. Oh yeah. I Just wonder like if Bungayo. There's a Marvel vs. Capcom 2. The was it the PS2 version? I think it was. The Dreamcast one was the one everyone liked. Well, yeah, everyone had the Dreamcast version, but they also released it for the PS2. I'm pretty sure, and it's. Pretty much near impossible to find, and if you do find it, they sell it for like 200 bucks on eBay. Should we talk about Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which you and I got to play? I actually didn't play. I watched everybody else play because they were complaining about it so much. Yeah. The it's weird. All the reviews say really good things, but none of us, none of the Golgatron crew, were very interested in playing it. What were you guys? Ex- is this? What were you guys expecting? First of all. Uh, honest. Honestly, this yeah. is going to make me... This is very embarrassing to me. That's fine. I didn't There's realize... There's no embarrassment here. I did not realize that Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. like 1, 2, or 3, right. had a control scheme that yeah. was different than your traditional Street Fighter games. Oh, yeah. Not, I not, thought it was the light punches... Three light punches... Or not three light punches, but three punches, three kicks. Yeah. And my friends are telling me... And I've played Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2, yeah. right? Apparently, without knowing the whole time, according to them... Yeah. That it's not three punches, three kicks. It's like light, medium, hard, and assist, and then some character change buttons. No idea. So, like, I really, I need to prove it to myself by going back and playing the second one. Yeah. But, uh, but that's not what you were, what you guys were disappointed in. Well, that's what I'm disappointed okay, in. Okay, okay. It's got, basically, it's got Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Controls. Okay, but what, what was the collective group disappointed in? Because this game, okay, like, obviously, I haven't played it. But... Honestly, it's probably what anyone who knows the game would expect. Yeah. Because it's like, so much stuff's happening on the screen. You yeah. can't tell what's going on. Oh, you can be off screen getting your ass kicked. It's Chaos City. I mean, that's what the whole series but has been about. At the same time, a lot of complaints that everybody had at the podcast over the weekend was that it definitely is not as fast as Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So, like, I don't know. It seems so way just, too fast So for they're me. just that's, speed junkies. Well, I mean, no, even... No, it seemed way too fast for me. Even when I was watching, I... I haven't played the new version or the actual version of Marvel vs. Capcom that's out now because um, the last time I played it was last year at uh, E3. And it was the first, you know, 
any time that anybody could play the game. So I played it, and it seemed very traditional. Like, it seemed exactly like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, except with prettier graphics and different characters. I do want to say, visually, it's yeah. a very appealing game. Yeah. It's, it's just well, plain that, beautiful. B- between what you just said and what Molly just said, that's precisely what I would expect from the game. And, and I would, I guess I was trying to suss out if anybody had greater expectations than that because well, I don't believe they should have. I, was, I love the idea of having, like, Arthur and all these characters in the game in yeah. a fighting game that I've never seen. I just wish yeah. it was in a Street Fighter 4 style game. I wish they had done Street Fighter 4 with all those characters. Well, I, it would be awesome. I do, too. Then, But that's why I don't like Marvel vs. Capcom. I, I just thought it was weird that playing... The game, you know, almost a year ago and seeing how different it was then to how it is now. Like, just again, I didn't play Marvel vs. Capcom 3 at all this weekend, but I watched other people play it. It and feels I was, different. It just looked way different. Like, like different better or different worse? Or different what? worse. It looked like it was a much slower game that was harder to control. And again, it's running off the Tatsunoko vs. Capcom engine, so it's. I think you don't have, like, the light, medium, hard. You just have light and heavy, and that's it. It's like three buttons. You have light, light, medium, hard. No, I think that's something that they were explicitly saying, that you don't have a... Go go research that. I will. I I mean, I played it. It had light, medium, hard. I can actually And then some assist button or something, and then some other character. It was was great. I don't really care about that. We'll touch on different topics when we get back. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. That's right. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. We never even mentioned that in the beginning. But now we just did. We just jumped right into it. But, um... So we were just talking about Marvel vs. Capcom 3 having... Um, I, I was arguing saying that they changed the control scheme so that you only have, I think it's light and heavy attacks now instead of the light, medium, heavy, and, you know, all yeah. that good We stuff. don't care about the details. We just care yeah. about who's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say at this point because I'm, I'm looking on a, a review from... Uh, I don't know what site this is, but um, I'm looking at a review, and they're saying that... Um, Let's see. You the combat has changed. It's been remastered to tailor to a con, uh, console controller rather than an arcade. How can a game stick. that hasn't come out yet be remastered? No, I mean like see, a remastered from uh, like Marvel vs. Capcom two. You see, you see what Alon's doing here? Yeah. You see. Regardless, <laughs> um, they're saying there are now four main attack buttons instead of six, and an additional attack button which activates super and hyper combos. Wait, which which means I was right. Marvel vs. Capcom two had six attack buttons. And now they're saying there are four. Every, everyone, everyone there this weekend was like, no, man, it's always, these controls have always been like this. It's always been, it's been like uh. these three attacks and like the assist and then change change character buttons. It did not have light, medium, strong, punch and kick. And I was like, it totally did. You okay. are blowing my mind right now. Okay, so- okay folks, I've, I've just received the call from the quality control department <laughs> and, and they have informed us that this topic is boring. Yeah, well, that's true. No, but there, I am no longer point. embarrassed about thinking I was... <laughs> But what the at the same like. time, I think that we we may have both been right about this because I guess there are simple controls and then there are normal controls. Well, that, that I knew. Yeah, so, I mean, you get to choose right there in the game. Yeah. But so. if you could tell uh, Belial and Mikey to shove it, and if you could please use those words, that I would appreciate it. Okay. I will do that. So everyone's going to go fly a kite and pound sound and shove it. Okay. Yeah. 
I got to tell you guys something here. It's going to be about Gran Turismo 5, <laughs> but I'll, it'll be brief. You're going to love it, actually, a lot. I already love it, and I don't even know what it is. I, I, I had a feeling you would. So, out of all the... Th- there's something catastrophic has happened. Out of all the things, all the m- minuscule things that this thing, this game has kind of gotten wrong, all the quirks, all the rough starts, and so on, right? Something crazy happened recently. Apparently, the the save file for the game... Every time you play the game, it causes the save file to grow. And depending on what you do, <laughs> it will grow in various ways. Okay? Now, somebody found out that once your save file reaches somewhere around 4 megs, the game cannot load the save file anymore. Like, that, that's it. That's like, hilarious. that's it. Like, once you get to that threshold, you can't load your save file. The game complains. It says, oh, there's not enough disk space. But it's the, the error is an error itself. Yeah. Right? So, this is, like, man, like, I would, you know what would be, like... Yeah, the, but they'll just release another patch for it. Well, they're planning... Oh, hope you continually play online. Rumor. Well, here's what happened. Rumors say that there's going to be a patch on Friday released to fix this, and apparently use of one of the features, the museum feature, is what causes your save file to grow the most rapidly. So, they've actually disabled the museum feature for everybody until uh, they actually release the patch. But how can they disable museum before I don't, a patch is released? I don't know. They just tell the, tell everybody these things. What does it's the museum feature even do? You just look at your cars? No, there's you just look at pic- historical pictures. It's actually quite neat. Yeah, but I can't understand how that would grow your save file that much. Like, uh, I can't did you look either. at picture A? Yes or no? And like that's you just, tell me that's binary. You tell me unless it's like caching like the the picture information actually in the save file. It's either that <laughs> no. or it's just pa- it's just adding 4K of like ones and zeros randomly every time you go in there. Man, the people who developed this game are really dumb. Well, there's <laughs> I don't know how they do I don't, it. I, I, I they're don't so wanna, good in certain areas, but I don't they're wanna, so dumb. In I don't others. I don't want to say that it's it, it's a I don't want to use that word dumbness, but something went horribly wrong. I'm assuming well, you have not reached this threshold. I'm very surprised to hear no, I'm not even that, close to that it. the save game is far less than 4 megs because uh, these days when there's so much space available, right. devs have gotten just really not... Uh, Sometimes they They've have. become not efficient in, yes. their, in their save game. Yes, well, it's the, it's the Neo Geo effect, basically. Yeah. When you have 128 megs to use, you will use them all. Exactly. Yeah. And and you basically have infinite amount of room for save game these days. More, so people just let it more go More or less. And... Yeah, so it gets wild, right? And then you can't transfer your save, you can't back it up easily, it's a pain in the butt. Um, but it, it is interesting to know that, like, they said, oh, you know what, we'll allot up to four megabytes for the save file in, it's, you know, whatever page file they have. Well, it's, it's obviously, game. you know, a mistake, right? But, like, man, like, what I'm trying to imagine, right? Like, what, like, what went wrong? You know, like a, a, a post-mortem of this game project would be, like, the documentary of the century, for video games, because it's well, just I mean, so weird. It the, what went wrong is they probably didn't know. They pushed it. They they, pushed they overlooked it a feature that allowed the save file to grow indefinitely. Well, well the thing save is, save file should never be able to grow indefinitely. Well, we don't. We actually don't know if it does or not. We just know that it will grow up to that size and then stop because it can't. You can't anymore. Yeah. Right. So if in fact the save file can grow indefinitely, that's quite bizarre, right? But there's there's so many little things that it's. I mean. There's certain things about this product that make it seem as though 
the game was made in six months. And there's other things. Obviously, it was not a six-month game. It's a six-year game, right? And there's a lot of things that look fantastic and are fantastic about it. And then then we get stuff like this. And you just have to, like, scratch your head because there's there's... It just makes no sense. I mean, this is like a this is like a Duke Nukem type of thing. Uh, I don't understand the reference there. Well, well, what happened with Duke Nukem, right? I mean, it's not exactly the same, but what happened with Duke Nukem is that the, the reason why the game never came out is because so we're talking about Duke Nukem forever. forever. Yeah, okay. wasn't it because the technology kept inv- advancing too fast for them to keep up with it? Well, so- well, in a manner of speaking, they felt compelled to continuously adopt new technologies and discard old ones as they developed over the years. Which, if you do that, every time a new appealing technology surfaces, you will never, ever stop doing that. Because, invariably, if you spend any appreciable time developing, during your development cycle, a new technology will come out. Yeah. You just have to have the self-discipline to say, um, we're, we're going to, you know, this is the tech we're going to use for this game, and then that's it. Yeah, because I think essentially what it became with Duke Nukem Forever was that they were creating a brand new game every year or so, or every eight months or something that they were trying to catch up on all the technology wouldn't and whatnot. It, right. Wouldn't it also be right. feasible to, like, lay out through some sort of old technology or something that's very established, lay out the level design and the character design and the general game design elements, and then when a new engine comes out, grab that and work within that, but have all of the creative elements well, already taken care of? No, th- those things don't, don't really map together, right? Because you're talking about, like, for example, like a graphics engine, like a graphics rendering technology A versus a graphics technology rendering B. So it has absolutely nothing to do with the technology they use to say, uh, to, to plan out and define the spaces, for example. <clears throat> but I mean, a lot of time, time is spent just designing things, which is a theoretical process. Right, but that, at least in that project... As was reported in articles and stuff, that didn't seem to be the issue, right? It just seemed to be a technological one of, like, the code is using this. Oh, now we're going to use a totally different technology. Okay, redo all the code. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, so. good luck to them. It's coming out soon, for reals. Yeah, I'm sure so. just in name. I wonder how much of the, the game, as, as it was developed over the years, is actually part of the final product with that name. Yeah. But. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I just, uh, I'm, I'm just totally thrown for a loop on this stuff. Yeah. I don't know. We have a uh, winner for our solo, uh, <laughs> our contest last year. <laughs> Listen to you. Last year, last week. Give it away. Uh, <laughs> what did yeah. I give away? So Nothing. last week we asked people to to answer a question in order to get some some little prizes. And uh, we did get a winner. A copy of Super Meat Boy. We actually got two or three. Did we get any incorrect answers? No. No, only correct ones. Only correct answers. That's so what I like to see from easy. our listeners. I don't even remember what our hints were, but yeah. we tried to keep it. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it was too easy because... I'll tell you what, in the past, I have tried to give stuff away on the show yeah. and was completely unable. Could not, couldn't even get people to try and answer, never mind answer correctly or incorrectly. It's very difficult. Um, but these days, I guess, uh, you know, we've grown in popularity. There are people that are actually, actually sending in answers. So um, I wish I could remember the hints we were giving away. Something about, like... I think the main one was the guy has a wand. I think that the that one that you gave away was, the, like, the kicker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like an old platformer with one screen or per level. Yeah, right? it's time. And time is really important. Yeah, some kind of said. Zodiac reference. And you can, you have a wand that can create and yeah. destroy blocks. Yeah, I think that that element right there, I think that gave Yeah, me. I think the next question, if we had something else to give away, would be, what is the main character's name? 
That would be even harder. Yeah. And that, but that's just a Wikipedia lookup. Is it Solomon? No. The answer is Solomon's key. Yeah, the answer is Solomon's key. Uh, fantastic game. Yes. I would recommend playing the arcade version. And not just because you're Israeli. No, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> but the arcade version has way better graphics than the NES. So give that a shot, and you'll have a good save state option in your emulator. Anyway, we'll be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woohoo! Okay, so I was just so- showing Molly um, this uh, solar death ray video that hit the internet last week. You're becoming an evil scientist. Have you seen this before, though? No, I haven't. It hit Engadget or something, right? So some guy... Did you go to, like, the evil scientist convention this weekend? No, but I guess people have been telling me this was on, um... What's that show on Discovery Channel? Um, Evil Scientist. Uh, no, make with stuff. two guys who te- Mythbusters, right? Oh. So they tried to make some sort of death ray or something, and I guess that's where the idea comes from. But I never saw that episode. Anyway, this guy built a what he calls the solar death ray out of a satellite dish and a bunch of mirrors. Um, the idea is that the sun from the satellite dish, you know, bounces off, converges it to a single point, like a magnifying glass, right. and burns stuff. But it's a very, very large magnifying glass, and he can like melt rocks and steel and stuff with this thing so i'm like well i've got a satellite dish on my house that i don't use i'm totally gonna make a solar death ray so phoenix has a lot of sun anything you want to do solar powered phoenix is the place to do it this is true and that's where i live so this and would... what better <clears throat> purpose to harness the sun for yeah no exactly that. i already have uh, solar water heating on my house so i'll try this and um so it's funny though i go to the craft store i go to michael's and they're out of half-inch mirrors. I go to another Michael's. They're out. Everyone is out of half-inch mirrors. Only half-inch, by the way, which is the design this guy used. So I, I went for one-inch mirrors, and there's still only very few. So I went to three different stores and got all the mirrors that all the stores had, which only amounted to just over 300. So you've depleted yeah. the entire supply of consumer mirrors in the, At the Phoenix Michael's stores in the that are area. in my immediate vicinity. Yes. How much did this cost you? Like buying all these like mirrors? Like 30 bucks. Really? Yeah, okay. they're just little well, one-inch mirrors. Bad. You get 25 of them for two bucks. It's not. Okay. It's not an expensive. Pro- Actually, the glue that I use to glue them to the satellite dish is some like special marine underwater glue, and um, that melt was, resistant probably. Yeah, like that was as expensive as 150 mirrors. Okay, well, so I will wait to hear on the news the myriad <laughs> stories of people getting hurt by this I'm just, device. The thing is, the I worked during Phoenix the man I worked during the day, <laughs> and I'm very excited for the weekend when I can burn the crap out of stuff. <laughs> But I, when I, after I applied just a hundred mirrors, I, uh, I tested it on stuff and I couldn't get to a flash point. I couldn't get like a napkin or, or cardboard, um, on flames, but it definitely burned and it charred like a cigar, you know, like it had a, a black charred center that would just slowly spread out. So it, it was definitely burning. It was definitely working, but it, it didn't flash into flames like I wanted to. You are a gentleman and a yeah. scholar. But the, the goal, <laughs> I haven't explained this to you yet. The goal is to, to reattach the, um, you know, the the receiving uh, wand thing that goes on a satellite dish where, like, the little cable okay. receiver things go um, and put some sort of black rock or marble or something on the okay. end of it and uh, so affix something dark and and stone to the tip where the focal point is and then just submerge it in my pool so that during the, the hottest part of the day it's aimed correctly and it will, you know, beam into this rock that is at the fixed point and then boil at that one location. And then as my pool filters, 
<laughs> I'll move the water around and heat my pool. That's the goal with this thing. You're, you're going to have you're like a, crazy person. a magma pool or something. <laughs> you're going to walk out there and it's just going to be boiling lava. We're talking about something between 12 and 15,000 gallons. So I have a feeling it will do nothing more than raise the temperature a fraction of a degree. No. But I'm certainly going to try and it's going to be awesome. And so, you know, I urge you to come by, hang out. We can cook some hot dogs. I'd like to see this, and I would like to also <laughs> keep my car running. You can running. use the death ray to cook the hot dogs. Oh, yeah, no. Other pe- this, this one guy was not the only one to do it. Plenty of other people online have made these things. And uh, one guy was like a teacher. He had a 10-foot satellite dish, and he, he took, like, this cage of hot dogs and was cooking, like, 50 at a time. And they were, it was, you know, a science experiment at school. I think you should have used your uh, your satellite dish for a more worthwhile venture. Like I, I saw like what, in, a I, candy dish. No, I think I saw on a. It was it was one of the um, Kotaku sites or something. It was um someone made a Captain America shield out of their satellite dish, mm. and it looked pretty awesome and authentic. Does so. it produce explosions? Uh, it could probably defend you against no, that death ray. No, very boring. <laughs> it could, actually. Very boring. For a no, short time. No explosions. Okay, how about let's talk about some video games. Let's do it. All right, so... Is that what we do here? Sometimes. Did you play Zite 2? Yeah, Zite, I don't know, Zite Squared, Zite 2... Whatever it is. It's, an X, it's on Xbox to the Live. the power? I got, I got I the... I have not had the chance to play it. So, so I played I played the demo of the game, and I, I was um very uncompelled to, to purchase it. And there's... It's kind of interesting. There's a lot of... I, I don't want to characterize indie games, whatever that means, completely into this, but there are a lot of games that are similar to Zite 2 in the way that they take a normal genre, let's say like the shooting genre, like a shoot 'em up and then they try like a whole bunch of really weird mechanics, Right. And some of them are cool, but I, I, I have this sense that it's not even a sense, right? Like my evaluation of a game like Zite 2 and, and a lot of them similar to it is that they're just trying weird S just to do weird S, maybe because they're bored of the normal S, right? But it's not like it's weird and amazing. It's just like weird and strange just for its own sake. So what is the strange mechanic? So let me give you an example, right? Like in this game, you have... You have like this this health meter and it's like a percentage, right? It's just this number. And it's like the whole normal interaction of like, you know, if you get hit, you blow up and you have unlimited shots, like they, they kind of like did away with that. And now they're like, Okay, well you can uh if you're shooting, like every time you're shooting, you're slowly losing energy. Right? And every enemy you destroy you gain energy. And, oh, yeah, if you uh, let an enemy, like, pass your vertical position on the map, then you also lose a bunch of energy. So, in other words... Like like Space Invaders, you, if you let someone go beyond you? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like allowing somebody to pass you is just as bad a penalty as letting them hit you. Right? So, so these are, like, they're, they're, they're doing, like, a little twist on the normal rules, but it's, like, weird. Like, it's not... I don't I don't evaluate this as something good, right? Because for example, they'll say, "Oh, you can't, you know, oh well, you know, shooting costs you energy, so you shouldn't shoot all the time, right?" But what happens in practical terms is that normally there's so many enemies on the screen that you end up gaining more than you lose if you're just shooting all the time anyway. And so the only thing that that rule set actually encourages you to do is stop shooting when there's no enemies on the screen. Which 
it's a, it's it's just it's awkward. And then the whole thing about so you're saying it doesn't actually it. encourage accuracy. I, I'm not sure what it encourages. It rec- it encourages a a style of play that's not really meaningful. That that's what I'm getting at. So that's like kind of weird. There's like another mechanic, which is probably the coolest mechanic is the fact that you can, you know, you have this rewind feature where this is funny because a lot of indie, well, once again, whatever that means, games have this type of feature too, where you can hold down a button and you rewind, right? For as long as you're holding down the button and then you let go and you start playing again, right? But your your original copy of what you did during that interval that you're rewinding is still there shooting enemies, and basically what happens is after you've gone back, it produces another copy of yourself so that if there's like two rows of enemies coming at you and you can't shoot both of them, right, what you do is you just you kill the first row and then you're like, okay, rewind. And then now I'm going to kill the bottom row because I've rewound back to the original position and my original guy's already taking care of the top row. And so that so actually can, sounds awesome to me. I want to play that. It sounds awesome, but I'm just like, okay, like it, it's just a chore to me. It's 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 just like, it's kind of like a house of mirrors. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then it's like, I'm like, all I'm really doing is just identifying locations where I can't shoot two things at the same time and then pressing this button and then redoing something twice so I can do things twice. Can you go back more than once so you have three ships? You have you have an interval. Um, I don't know if that's true, but you do have like a, a interval of seconds that you consume that you can also like accumulate over time. So for example, you like you can have up to like four seconds. Okay. So I don't know if you can repeatedly do it or not. But there's there's it's funny because there's several games that do that, um, but it's yeah I, I just feel it, it's kind of weird like on the topic of shoot like shoot 'em ups in general I feel like there's so much space that can pun not intended that can be explored about just mechanically just dynamically just like pacing wise just everything that you know commercial games aren't pursuing it because they're just doing the the vertical shooter. Mickey Mouse, like, just rubber stamp type of bullet hell game, which is I'm, I'm getting completely bored by. Um, and then the indie games, whatever that means, is also not satisfying because they seem more interested in just building strange controls and strange mechanics to completion um, rather than, than doing something meaningful for whatever that's worth. I, I so, man, you What you described make it it's not appealing. Yeah. So I guess I just have to do it myself. I guess that's what it comes down to because nobody's doing the kind of thing that I think. Well, uh, you liked Schizoid, didn't you? Schizoid was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. But that I'm ta- I'm thinking of like e- the even more traditional format where it's the auto scrolling. Yeah. You know, shoot 'em up format. Okay. There's just man, there's just there's so much it, you can do. There's so it much. It sounds you can do. like Z2 uh, or Z squared, whatever it is, um, is trying to be. Part puzzle, right? Because you said what you do is identify yeah. times when you can't shoot right. things at but once. Not, but, but, like it's even, sort of but it's not even. But it's not. It's not even puzzling out. because they're apparent. Okay. Right. It's, but you're I, also only playing the demo. Well, you, fair enough. And maybe it gets more interesting, and hopefully it it should. Right. It's a. Very, it's very polished. I'll give it that. It's very very polished. And it's an Xbox Live Arcade game, so it's. Right. So it's it, what? I mean, <laughs> you get a lot of those games that aren't very polished. A lot of live arcade games don't don't look fantastic. Well, uh, I don't know. See, see, it's funny because my my survey of most of the Xbox Live Arcade games is that in general they are very polished. I just don't think that they're very good. So take that forever, whatever that's worth. Molly, 
Have you ever played an Xbox Live Arcade game? Yeah. What was the last one? Uh, I think it was... Um... I tried to get you to play Pac-Man. No, I think it was Monday Night Combat. Pac-Man, that's... That's a gem, my friend. Dude, I killed that game this That's last a gem. weekend. Did I, not I heard to, you talk is about it not that. a gem? You talked to us about it. And it, it is fantastic. The problem is I got sick of it relatively quickly, but I totally enjoyed it yeah. for that time. But I like got all the achievements very quickly. Yeah, beautiful. It, it beautiful. seems like it seems like it'd be fun man. for like ten minutes, and then you're done with it pretty much. And it has a ten minute time trial, in which nice. I broke the two million point barrier there in my go. first try. All right, we'll be back. Bye. We have returned once again. Chatterbox Video Game Radio, sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology, whose website is uat.edu. Please take the time, take a look at what they've got. They they no. they, they, they teach you about games, not death rays. That's that's true. Although I have a feeling there's probably some people there ready to put together a death ray. I have a feeling that you are going to soon put together a death ray school. Yeah, and you know what? It's not it's not uh, in opposition to school policy. I don't think. Where you, where you I don't will. actually know, but I'm guessing. I have a feeling that UAT would probably have like a an after school death ray appreciation club or something, where people just get together and talk about their death rays and then plan to build a gigantic. Well, where they ray. get the parts, yeah. Yeah. Because what you could do is you could get individual ones and then. Couldn't you assemble them in a parabolic pattern? And no, then create actually, one, you one, one gigantic. They could use that uh, that 3D printer to print out the base for the death ray, and then they could glue the mirrors. Oh my on god, from you there. totally could use the 3D printer, but it, w- <laughs> it would be too small because that 3D printer has limited scale. You'd have to build it in pieces and then glue it together. You know that that's gi- doable. That uh, that giant radio telescope down in South America. Um, sure. It's like it's like it's like the biggest like like parabolic dish in the world. What do you think would happen if that was coated with mirror? Oh, that single one. Yeah. Oh. I think we'd all be screwed. That would be awesome. But I mean it's got it's got a very specific focal point. So only something at that point well, yeah. will be eviscerated. Yeah. That's just exciting. Someone okay. walking down the street just evaporates. But the problem also the focal point is um close enough to the dish that anything that melted would fall I mean if it's metal or something, it would yeah. fall onto the dish yeah. and then destroy the mirror below it. Yeah. So you'd probably have to have a hole there. One can only dream. Okay, so let's. I got. I got <laughs> that, some. You've got my mind spin. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, why am I talking about this? What are you doing to me? I mean, you could get. You could get such amazing temperatures. <laughs> no, I do not want a death ray. What is this? Oh, you, you know do. you do. Okay, let's talk about video games. <laughs> All right, I've got. I've got a challenge for both of you. I'm hoping that that you guys I love can, the Ara can, can put together some focus for a few minutes here for this challenge. Um, we're all. We will also accept uh, phone calls. If anybody who's listening wants to uh, answer this challenge, you may too while we're working on it here. And you can call 866-536-1100. Now, what's the question for the challenge? The question is, um, PC Mag did a list of the 10 most violent video games of all time that they think, right? So I'm going to challenge you guys to see if you can name off First, I need with to no know mistakes. some rules. Uh, are there the 10 games that they think are the 10 most If it violent. is a series of games like Mortal Kombat, which I'm sure is on the list, should I just say Mortal Kombat, or should I pick the specific? I'm, I'm going to say if there's a series, just pick one of them. 
Okay, so it's okay. not like five of them are the various Mortal Kombat. No, it's not like that. Uh, each each any series is only represented once. And I will give you credit for naming any member of that series. Okay, so I'm going to say Mortal Kombat. That's fair. That's okay. a that's a correct. Right. Can yeah. you tell us where that is on the list so we can sort of uh, calibrate? Oh, there's there's no rank. No. It's oh. on the list. So does it does it state which specific Mortal uh, Kombat? So it's just the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Were you oh. not Were you not here 30 seconds ago when we were talking? Well, about no, this? no, no. Or? Like I was thinking like. The first, like I would say, the first one is not. She wasn't as... here. She was in iPhone Land thirty yeah. seconds. No, ago. I thought he meant. Uh... Molly has a Verizon iPhone. I do. It's so fancy. But um, no, I thought he was meaning like you could name it. Just never mind. Right, enough, yeah. enough stalling. <laughs> Let's it proceed. It does not designate. No. So you okay. were saying Dead Space. That was your guess. Yeah, Dead, Dead Space. Dead Space. Totally. You got yeah. two out of ten. I've not played Dead Space, though I actually have it so um, far. I haven't played it yet. All right, you it's get. I gather game. it's apparently a violent game. You got the easy ones. Easy ones. Uh, now, Mortal Kombat. You want? I'm gonna Mortal say there are some PC games that were really violent that I don't know anything about. There, that this is true. There are. I'm gonna say Doom. Doom is not on the list. Oh, that's actually surprising. Uh, there's also, I don't believe it's on the list just because it's not well known. There is a, a Saw game, which is on Games on Demand, Xbox 360. There is a Saw game. It is not on the list. Yeah, but I, if they had ever seen it, I bet it would have been. Maybe. Um, I'm going to guess Night Trap is not on the list. No, not violent enough. Um, I'm thinking some retro, like some old school, like uh, Wolfenstein or something has got to be on there. No, if Doom's no, not on there, Wolfenstein isn't. No, but how about Splatterhouse? Like Splatterhouse, thank you, sir. Splatterhouse, the 2010 version, totally on the list. Which I also have not played. Okay. I don't know if Norm has any guesses here. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think we're gonna. you guys are going to improve your ratio is there by, like, by introducing uh, Norm. Like sorority house... You know, okay, let's see. We've got one, two of, them, um, two of them are for PC. Uh, there's ones in play... Well, one's a, what was it? GameCube? Re- uh, Resident Evil. No, no. Or was it on the Wii? I think it was on the Wii. I think one of these is a Wii game. Oh, then it's got to be Mad World. Yes, oh, Mad thank World. you. Completely forgot about that game. Okay. All right. So we've got four. You guys have four out of ten. Splatterhouse, Mortal Kombat, you, Dead Space, Mad World. Do you give up now? No. Well, oh. give me some more some more hints. What consoles were we talking about? What, like multiple consoles? Two are two are PC only games so far. The rest are all consoles. I don't know anything about PC, so I'm, I'm, yeah, could, I'm, I'm. There's a field of eight that I could get. Throw some more hints. Um, something. One, two. There's got to be like a super three. obvious one that we're both just completely. And this is put forth by PC World. Actually, like five of them are parts of are parts of a series of games. Wait, didn't so. I already ask this and you said no? There's only Silent if Hill. A series, it's only represented once. Yes, but they're different series, not Silent Hill. Oh, five of them are are are, are one are of... each a member of a series of games. Okay, of well, which they are only mentioned once. She said Resident Evil. I would have nope. agreed Resident Evil. Wrong. Not violent enough. In Resident Evil 4, Bubble Bobble. Get... <laughs> the, original, the original Resident Evil came yeah. out for the PlayStation, and it had full motion video of zombie dogs yeah. with blood dripping Apparently, from the teeth. It's not that stuff enough. was censored in the States. You, I hey, had the Japanese hey, version. Don't talk to me. Talk to PC Magazine. Okay, no. I will I will name off the remainders. Okay, how many? Did we get four or five? You guys got four. Four. Okay. No more that's, hints. That's really? not good enough. It's not good enough. I'm expecting a better effort next time. But I feel like I've is, played. Is Rayplay considered uh, one of them? <laughs> yeah, no, Rayplay. Apparently, they didn't see that game either. <laughs> that's. I wouldn't say that's violent. That's more just. It's just wrong. Rape. Come on, let's put our heads together. It's what? Just rape. Yeah. What else? I know we're missing something. 
Some You're missing a lot of things. Ultra violent. It's got to be like uh, Pumpkinhead. No. No. I got. I get it. Okay. Okay. There's. Okay. One of them. Okay. Let's see. I see one Rockstar game. Oh, Two Grand Theft Auto. Rockstar games. Okay. Grand Theft Auto is really? one of them. Grand did they, Theft did they really only not... say Grand Theft Auto? They didn't say Grand Theft Auto three, three. or four. Okay. Three. Grand Theft Auto and not Resident Evil. I'm. No. Grand Theft Auto actually not that violent. It just allows you to portray things that are more realistic. Yeah. But okay, the I'm, violence itself. I'm going to start naming intense. developers. Uh, so there's another one that's a, that's a, that's a Take Two game. And one of these games is developed in Tucson. Aren't Rockstar and Take Two the same thing? Um, in a manner of speaking. Okay. One is developed in Tucson. One is published by Activision. One is published by Sony. Oh, oh, Kratos. God oh, of God War. War. Yes, God of War Yeah, 3. see, that's an obvious one that I completely missed. There's a lot of dismemberment that happens in that game. Okay, you guys are... Okay, we're doing... We got one... You got one. I two, could cheat because I see more. this paper, but I, yeah. I'm like yeah, don't averting look. my eyes. The There's four more. You'll never get these. Meat Boy. No. Meat Boy could no. Be no. I'm just going to name them because I actually want to talk about something else after this. Okay. We don't have much time. No. He's so, impatient. So I am impatient. <laughs> so Soldier of Fortune uh, was a PC game. Not at all familiar with it. Developed no. by, uh, I think, at Raven. But I know software. there's a big, uh, the cover of it it's around. Has, has a helmet. On the cover. Yeah. Prominently it's on the cover. Very, very gory. Um, the Sims. Postal. No. Postal. Oh, Postal. You guys missed yeah. Postal. That was developed I in should, Tucson. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 apparently is one of the most violent games. When you said Activision, I was going to say that, but I thought it was kind of cheap. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have guessed it either. So whatever it's worth. Because when I think violence, I, I associate blood. Yeah. What okay. else? Anything else? So, all right. Looks like we got a couple minutes left. No, those are this. Those are okay. all. Oh, Manhunt. Manhunt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Can't believe you missed that one. Wow. Well, it's been a while. I expect better of you, Alon. You know, that, and Molly. It has I'm been sorry. a while. I don't play very violent video games. Okay, well, you should start. So, <laughs> was there a purpose to that list? Just just for fun, no. No purpose. Okay, okay so I, I got to tell you guys, we got a couple minutes left now. Okay, so, so there was this crazy, crazy Fox News, um, I don't know, story or whatever. That we're really? going to save for next really? week. Really? The music's starting now? How many minutes of music do we have? A minute and a half of music. Okay. How fast can you get it out? <sighs> save it, dude. Yeah, we gotta save this. See, see, with the music playing, it's like you just can't fight. The, it's like, it's like, it's like we're like, it's like the, it's like we're cooling down mode. Well, it's the sort of thing you know, where if you second like, guess it, you're not, you're not gonna have time. But if it, you just breezed through at the beginning, no, push through, you could have made it. Well, yeah. Yeah, this last segment no. seemed much shorter. Well, you know, me. we went on about solar death it's, rays. It's like this Metroid music. It's just it's so soothing. It's like I just want to relax and have a bubble bath. I was very careful about how I planned when, you know, which music comes. From. Yeah, and it was, and I'm it's it's kind of like a lullaby. It's lulling me away from talking about well, anything. Listen, we still want to get emails from you guys. Uh, I would love to hear what you think of my solar death ray. And if you're making your own, I would love to see some photos or video of you. Um, you know, just be careful. Try not to burn anybody or your house down. Also, Don't write us about video games. That too. And of course, go to UAT edu the website for the University of Advanced Technology, because they're awesome. We'll be back next week, everyone. Good night, guys. Bye. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.